So just a second ago, before we hit record, I said, do we have any topics? Do you have anything anybody wants to talk about? And we all went, uh, <laughs> because we all just got out of bed and we're all tired. And Jimmy's making us do this show an hour before we used to do it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's really all right. It's actually kind of cool to, <clears throat> excuse me, to get up and do the show and then have it done by nine o'clock. Yeah. Because then, like here, nobody gets here until nine or a little bit after, and it's just out of the way, you know. And uh-huh. that's it's kind of cool. I still just, man, I don't know if it's getting older or what, but I have such a hard time getting out of bed these days. Just, yeah. It's comfortable to be in bed. <laughs> Especially when <laughs> like, your air condition is cranking. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, so. boy. Thank you, Mr. Cool. <laughs> Not a paid endorsement. So, that's where we're at. We're all tired. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice that I haven't been up for more than 30 minutes. But Good morning, guys. Uh-huh. Good morning. Good morning. Uh-huh. How's it going? Uh-huh. It's going? It's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Is it hot? Is it hot where you guys are? Yeah, pretty humid because it keeps raining in between all the hotness. Yeah. Yeah, it's just wet. It's like right Florida now. here. Yeah, <laughs> we had a torrent yesterday. It came down and I thought it was going to wash away half the backyard. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It's been tough, but it's been getting hotter in the barn. And, you know, we're all in there, lights, cameras. And it's the beginning of the day is fairly cool, but... Lately, last week and already this week, it gets super hot in there. Like, we're, like, working in, like, 90 degrees. And yesterday we had, not for me, because they had me wearing the same thing basically every single episode, but we had three costume changes, and I see the guys changing, like, all uncomfortably and annoyed having to change. Uh-huh. Everybody else changes their clothes because I'm in a lot of the scenes, like, kind of guiding the children and stuff like that. Oh, is it, did I say there's children on the show? There's yeah. children on the show. Not physically on the show, but because I'm kind of the host and uh, dealing with this stuff, I have to, uh, I basically wear the same thing so they could rearrange me around in the edit. But long story short, it was hot yesterday. And today's going to be another hot. They finally found an air conditioner, so it's going to get a little better in there. But it's it's been tough. It's been tough powering through the days when all of a sudden you, you eat a little bit of lunch, which... Me and Derek are like 100% up for just not having lunch because it totally, but you have to because you have a crew with so many people. But, you know, I'd rather just not eat lunch and just wait till the end of the day and eat. Because it, it literally, like, you, you take lunch and you just want to literally lay down and go to bed in this heat. And we worked last night till 9 o'clock. I came inside and I was sleeping by like 9.15. Yesterday was a day where we do a lot of interviews. There's, there's a section of the show where we interview. And... That is almost more mentally, physically exhausting than actually doing work because you just stand in there just trying to think of lines and trying to get certain things said right and correctly. And you're not doing anything really physically. You're just like standing still and being filmed and looking at this camera and say this. And that was like 10 hours. And it's just at the end of the day, I felt like I was put through a ringer. I came in and laid down. And slept till about midnight, got up for an hour, and then went right back to bed. So I got a lot of sleep last night. More sleep than I usually get. But it's uh, it's going good. And I was able to put out a video last week. And I'm probably going to put a video out this week. I'm working on my backhoe that I bought. So I might just do like part one of the backhoe upgrades and fixes. 
And uh, that's what I'm thinking. Either that or, you know, like, I changed. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you I know, you don't, to do you don't even have to say anything. I'm just going to unsubscribe now. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do tool modifications more often, and I had a good tool mod that went really well this week on Instagram. So I might do a tool mod video this weekend instead of the... Uh, the backhoe. I'll wait till I have a little bit more footage on the backhoe to do like a part one and two only, as opposed to like a part one, two, and three. So I think I might do a tool mod video, which will be a quickie, but it's one of those stupid videos that you know, just people might just watch. It'll be one of those things where it creates a tremendous amount of arguing in the in the because <laughs> yeah. it'll be like I've been using that tool for a hundred years. I didn't need that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And those are good. You know, those are obviously good yeah. for, you know, those are, those are good for business. When you get one of those type of videos, everybody argues over. So I might do it. It's the thing I did with the grinder where I put the thumb loop on it. But I have a couple, I, since I have 300 grinders, I might modify like three or four of them slightly differently. So that, that's hmm. what I'm thinking about doing. And that's a quickie. And then I, I for the first time, uh, Bobby will be proud of me. For the first time, I opened my calendar and I said, literally for the first time in 10 years, I said, okay, this date's going to be this video. The week after that's going to be this video, and the week after that's going to be that video. Whoa! I got three out, and then I got nervous. I said, "I close the calendar." <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> no wonder you're exhausted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, that really made me nervous. <laughs> Having to plan the future got me scared. <laughs> oh, I, I have a couple of uh, advertising things, and they have to hit certain obligations, and so usually it's just so like free and easy that I hit all the obligations without having to worry too much but since the show has really taken up a lot of time I have to like hmm. actually make a plan so I, I know what I'm going to do I have to do it I think I know what I'm going to do for the next three to four weeks so that's what I've been working on I put out my wire basket video and you know got it's a lot of accolades cool. yeah algorithm literally shut the the the, uh, the spigot off on me hmm. so have <laughs> but it looks super on that video. cool Thank you, thank you. And it's funny, you know, like, I only had enough mesh to do one of them, and I said it in the explanation, because it didn't come yet. I bought it from, uh, it's like a, it's like a freight piece, because it's a big 4x4 four four piece, so it takes a long time to get here. And I read the, when I read, when delivery date, it said Wednesday, and I was like, oh, it must be, it must be, a, that's great, I'll get it Wednesday, I'll be able to finish my video. But it was Wednesday today, which is one full week late, so I didn't realize that. Uh, so I happen to have a piece of exactly what I ordered, so... I was able to do one of the wire baskets, and uh, it's funny. A lot of people said, "Are oh, you selling them?" I was like, "I only made one of them. The rest <laughs> are just like in the background, unfinished." But m a lot of people didn't realize that. They thought that I made all seven of them, or eight of them, because they saw me make one. But that's like the power of people watching videos, you know, with one eye on a iPhone. So it's good. Good for me. <laughs> it's the power of people halfway paying attention to what they're watching. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I guess I'm guilty of that too. But you yeah. think yeah. all the uh, um, advertising obligations make you more creative? Uh, you, you know, like for instance, I'm doing. Car I'm, I have like a three or four video deal with Carolina Shoes, and my first video is in June. And so last night I was, I I fell asleep to researching concepts that I have and. If it, I find them more creative when I really have to dig, mm -hmm. occasionally you get that like you know smack of smack of inspiration and you know exactly what you want to do and it's kind of fun and easy. But sometimes you have to dig, and I was digging and researching. I'm trying to come up with a blacksmithing thing that's just a little outside of the norm. 
And so I've been, I was just researching a lot of blacksmithing videos last night, really just looking at titles and pictures just to see. Uh, and I came up with a couple of like shop, you know, shop accessories that I could make. But uh, it's for Carolina shoes, so it's got to be kind of uh, industrial, and they like to do giveaways. And so, uh, again, it's funny. One of the comments in the basket video was like, and I, and I pinned it just so everybody could beat the guy up. But it's he said, uh, <laughs> they're both laughing. So he said, I don't like these videos where you do production. And I, I answered him, and he was nice. He came back after I commented. He's like, I don't like these videos where you do production. He's like, I like the old videos where you just like to see where it goes. And just in case people don't realize, I am making seven things to see where it goes. I don't know where they're going to go, <laughs> even if I make one of them. I'm, it's not like I have it all planned out anyway. But uh, the idea of making a video where I make several of them is because if I, let's say, for instance, I restore an axe. I'm going to just restore one axe. But if I think of an idea of how to make something, I'm obviously thinking more product-oriented now with the website and you know, we're all selling products in some extent or another. But I'm also, for me, in the background, I am literally manufacturing certain things for real. And so every time I make something now, I'm thinking about how to make several of them. Which, by the way, from 1990 to 2008, that's all I did was figure out how to manufacture toys. So it's in my bloodstream. When I first got on YouTube, I was just like learning and dilly-dallying and playing around with like making clip keys and star keys and just, you know, having fun. And then obviously, you know, things change and things grow and expand. And so in my comment, they said, I'll make one for costing, you know, a couple to give away to friends, maybe sell one on eBay and keep one for myself. But uh, the idea of doing production, for instance, I brought this up because Carolina Shoes always wants to do a giveaway. So they want me to make like the way Paul Jackman makes several of the things he does because they always do a giveaway. So I gave away the license plates last time. The beer cozies I did uh, a couple, I guess about a year ago. And so now I'm thinking of like this shop accessory, which might be simple. I'm trying to think of something a little bit more complicated before I announce what I'm going to make. But, you know, I'll make a bunch of those, blacksmithy style. And if I'm going to blacksmith them, which takes a long time, I'm trying to think of a way to like kind of CNC part of it, blacksmith part of it. You know, like when you buy a hammer, like when you buy, like, for instance, you buy an S-Wing hammer. Not every single one of them is, you know, made by a guy with a big hammer and a and an anvil. They're, you know, die forged. Put through a series of die forges. So I'm thinking of trying to do something similar to that, maybe. Hmm. That's but cool. yeah, like in a small production. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. That's interesting because most of the stuff that you've done in a production style so far has been <clears throat> wood or, you know, a casting of some sort or something like that. So. It, in trying to think through a metal product, a steel product, I assume, like, are you set up to do even a small run production for something like that? And what I do is I look at what I have, and I'll say, for instance, okay, if I want to use the hydraulic press, or I have the fly press now, which is this big antique machine, which creates a lot of pressure with no noise and no electric. I have the fly press, I have that, and I'm just thinking, okay, what can I do to, like, crush something into a shape? And if I see and see part of it and I bring it over to here and then I squish it, what what can I do? How can I make a product? So I have that criteria and I'm trying to fit the creative into those, into that uh, that setup. And I have a couple of ideas. 
And uh, so that's what I'm just thinking that through. So what I'll do is, in my process, that video will be at the end of the month. I still have plenty of time to marinate on those on that criteria for a video. And I, I got this one idea, which is which is passable, but it's not quite exciting. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I got that, but let me see what I can get that's better. So I'm looking for a different reach, something that's a little bit. So, and I can do both of them ultimately. Let's say I come up with a better version of what I'm thinking, or just an altogether different thing that does the same process. The video would be fairly simple enough where I can do both of them and show how I can do both of them, or or just if one good potent one. So I'm just letting my the the subconscious go to work on that because I put some time in it on the front of my brain, and I insert all the ingredients, and then I just put it in the oven, and then I forget mm. about it. Literally, it's, it's true. They'll put it in the <laughs> oven and forget about it, and then in a couple of days, I'll wake up with like the perfect idea that'll be like, "Oh wow, I was just having a dream about oh wait, oh wow, that's a dream. That's real. Oh, I could make that. That's the perfect idea. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you, brain. <laughs> Thank you, brain. That's it's cool. almost like I didn't even come up with it. It's kind of I feel guilty yeah. sometimes. It's like I didn't even actually think of it. The machine in my head thought of it. <clears throat> Cool. Well, David, what about you? What have you been doing? I just finished up a video on making these 10-sided utensil holders. It's a project from my latest book. I thought I'd do another project from that and try to sell some more books. Um, and that's it's a pretty, pretty simple project. And that's coming up tomorrow. Um, Dan wasn't able to make it this week, so it was another one of those videos I had to shoot by myself. And so I've been having fun with playing with a, a camera slider throughout the video. So there's, there's this constant movement. Try not to make it too obvious where, and use it too much. So it's one of those things that like, I got this new toy. I got to control myself and not use it just to use it, but to use it to keep the, keep the video going. So there's that. Uh, I'm, I got some stuff to do color photography developing i've never developed Ooh. color photos uh dozens and dozens of black and white photos but never never color so some some kit that i found online um and you don't need a dark room i'm using a, a bag so I, I think i'm gonna try that at first and then i, I just do it uh as like a private thing not not make a video and, and see how well i do and then if it comes out well i'll try to make a video out of it and uh that's really that's really it there's nothing new or exciting in the shop so yeah did you race race last weekend no no race no race until next weekend so gotcha. two two three weeks off cool i am um, when i was in art school we had a photography class, and I remember it being, like, the most expensive class that I took, hands down, like, across all four years. Because uh, at the time, the you know, all the film was expensive, the paper was expensive, the chemicals were expensive, everything. And, like, no matter what you thought you had, like, surely this is enough of this chemical. Nope. Like, you would <laughs> waste a whole bunch of developing or whatever. But it was all black and white. And I remember how complicated... Well, I mean, relatively complicated, the process for developing black and white was. And color always seemed like, without having doing any research, like, 
good grief yeah it's it's got to be crazy (laughs) same mindset same mindset yeah so Mm -hmm. um this uh this kit that i got kind of simplifies it um but yeah i've so in in college we only did black and white and then i got a job my first i think it was my first job outside of college where i was the darkroom guy for a newspaper so at that time they were still switching from film to digital and so the photographers would come in drop off the rolls of film i would develop all the film and then we would scan the negatives into the computer and then at at that time the newspaper if if your picture was in the newspaper you could buy that picture for like seven or ten dollars and i would take that and i would make the prints from there so um all and, and i also I think at the same time I was working at the one hour photo at Kmart. So that was just a machine where you plop it in and all the, all the photos come out, but it still smelled like developer all the time. And so I really kind of miss that cancery silver halide chemical smell. So I'm bringing that back into my life. I've got, uh, my one film camera is from my grandpa and that it seems to work just fine. I also got this, super super cheap medium format camera it's just like this plasticky kit type thing so it's like the most simple basic thing and it's made to be like to not take good photos and it's got like a plastic lens and so i got that to play with like one of the olgas yeah 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 cool so um and then maybe a year or two ago i found a package at goodwill of like an instant kodak camera with a package of film in there and the the date on there is like 1991 so actually i want to open up it's unopened so i want to make a video of me opening that package taking the camera out shooting something then developing it and then that's the that that would be the whole video and the cool thing about or the uncool thing i think it's going to be cool is you old film degrades so it's it's not going to look like a normal photo it's probably going to be extra grainy less detail there could be some weird color issues with the film since it's you know 20 25 years old so that should be a fun project hmm that's cool um speaking of like negatives uh one of my uncles i was talking to recently and his father-in-law uh owned or ran or something the uh newspaper here in town And so for years and years and years, they would make, you know, negatives of the entire sheet of Mm -hmm. every page of the newspaper, right? So like the whole, I don't know, what is is that, like three by four, three by three square image was a negative, and they would use that to print the newspaper every day. And so you think about how many sheets of of that go into a single day's, Mm -hmm. you know, paper, and then how that just happens every day, like infinitely. Well... So when you make these negatives, the stuff that gets washed away, I don't remember, is it sodium, uh, not sodium, is it um, silver chloride? Silver halide, right? Silver halide, yeah. I don't know. One of those. Anyway, the process of creating that negative, the silver washes away. And so a lot of times people will just let that wash away, but this guy, his father-in-law, would distill it down somehow. I don't know what the process was to get this pure silver out of the wash. Huh. And so he 
saved this silver over years and years and years and sent it off, had it purified and put into blocks. And so my uncle was asking me, he was like, I have basically a safe full of pure silver cubes. It's not sterling silver. It has nothing else in it. It's just not cubes, bars or whatever the shape is that they made them into. But he has a lot of it. And it's all from the deposits of these uh-huh. negatives for years and years at this newspaper. That's and so he was asking me. so wild. Yeah. How does it come off of the film? When it comes off the film, does it come? Does it look like? Does it look like baby powder? Like like uh, you know after it's been it's washed in liquid. It's in liquid, yeah. Because yeah. I Just mean, it, it's a wash. <laughs> um, and I don't know how you get it out of that. Yeah. I, I don't know what that process was, but he, this guy, decided to do that. Whatever that process was, at the very beginning, in over thirty or forty years <laughs> that he was there, saved it and just and otherwise it was waste. So he just pulled it out and. So basically, there's <laughs> there's a safe somewhere with a whole bunch of pure silver in it. And my uncle was like, I mean, I could sell it, but like, what can we do with it? Can we make it into something? Is there some way to use pure yeah. silver? Because it's cast it very something. soft. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you could cast it, but you couldn't really cast it into jewelry. It would tarnish too quickly because, mm-hmm. you know, jewelry, silver jewelry has other stuff in it. That's why it um, says 0.925. That's what it means. That's how pure it is. Yeah. So, anyway, I, it was an interesting conversation with him about, like, what you would do with pure silver. Huh. And you've got it in whatever, you know, you've got it in blocks. You could put it in whatever form you need it. But hmm. it was surprising that I couldn't think of anything offhand I know to make what you with could it. Do. I like to make stuff club ring. Could be in the I a like ring? to make stuff. Yeah. Just do the I like to make stuff logo on a ring. Like... Like an action figuring with a whistle in it, cast it at a silver. <laughs> silver whistle. That's it. And then when we do get yeah. togethers, everybody will whistle. We'll know that they're for Bob. <laughs> Blow their whistle ring. Perfect. You triggered a lot of memories when you brought up the, the, the negatives for the newspaper, because I used to do that as well. And we, uh, on special days, we would run a color front page, and we w- were not able to make the... Um, the the negatives and do the printing for color so we actually would have to have to send it to the neighboring newspaper where they could you know expose those negatives and, huh. and then and then make the front page and so um whenever there was a big story in napoleon ohio um we were like oh we gotta call up the the neighboring newspaper and and, and see if they can fit us in today so um yeah it was weird you, you triggered some memories huh. that probably would have just been flushed away forever gone forever yeah washed away with the silver <laughs> yeah well uh let's see for me everything's been breaking for me lately mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what's going on but man like so over the weekend a friend of mine came in town that i haven't seen in in many years and he's a land cruiser guy or like a jeep guy and has had a bunch of different vehicles and stuff and so I'm like driving him around town in my Land Cruiser, and I had just told him, like, I noticed the other day that there was a small coolant leak coming out of this thing, and I don't know why, and I couldn't quite pinpoint it. It's not it's not overheating. It doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem to cause a problem, but it's something that I'm going to have to figure out. And so we're like at a stoplight, and I go to turn, 
and power steering's just like gone. I'm like, oh no. And then I see a little bit of smoke coming out of the hood. I'm like, oh no. So I kind of pull it over and then pop. The hose blows off the radiator, dumps all the coolant in the middle of the road. Oh. Right in front of you. Yeah, just like, oh. Ugh. So he had had experience with basically what was going on. And so we were, you know, 100 yards from Lowe's, which was really nice. So we walked over and got some more coolant and a clamp and we were able to get it filled back up and clamp it and drive it home. And so it wasn't, it could have been a lot worse, right? But it, through talking through what was going on, the water pump was actually bad. And that was causing this, which was causing this, which was causing this. And there's probably stuff in the radiator. And so going from like, there's a tiny little coolant leak to now I have to replace the alternator and the water pump and the radiator in my vehicle. And so I wasn't really planning on doing that because I have another car that I've been working on, which we've talked about in the after show. And the first video for that should be coming out this week. It's like tomorrow, theoretically. That's a whole nother story because for the first time in all the time that I've been making videos, we had a an SD card just die. Oh, uh, that's the we worst. We walked inside from shooting stuff about this car. The final, it's done. We got our beauty shots. We walk in, stick it in the in the computer, and there's nothing there. And it just corrupted the card, and we don't know why. And so that was very frustrating. Luckily, it was mostly stuff that we could reshoot. And then we actually kind of, in the video, turned it into a joke where we there's missing footage and stuff. So that wasn't the end of the world, but it was really weird because it's never happened before, and we didn't change anything about our process. And so it... It scared me a little bit because you know, it, that's the that's the point where you can't back it up. It's in between the camera and the computer, and it's literally just pulling it out of one thing and sticking it in another, and it was gone. Whereas after that, we have uh, kind of backup stuff built into the process. So we always leave it on the card, we copy it to another computer, and then we make smaller versions of them. So we ha- usually have like three versions, you know, of a piece of footage throughout. But that was the one place where we didn't. I was going to say, a lot of times when I'm doing something that I know I can't get again, or sometimes I just have that feeling, I'll just set up a GoPro and just shoot the wide of whatever it is I'm doing. This mm-hmm. way I have I have like a backup shot. And I, almost always I never use it because it's too wide. But in an emergency, or, you know, I'll, I'll discreetly place it so I'll have like a medium. If I'm shooting mediums and tights, I'll stick it so I get another medium from a different angle. And very rarely will I even use it, but it's just to have, just in the case that I'm having, like, it's a hot day, you know, I'm just, I just feel karma is going to come and get me, you know, for something I did wrong somewhere, somewhere down the line. I'll just set up a couple of extra shots on something. It's a good and idea. I had an interview with a friend who, it's on my, it's only on my, my, he was insisting that I post it. I'm like, nobody's going to watch this. No one cares about your career. Unfortunately, no one cares. My buddy, who's a rock star, who I made a couple of guitars for, he's like a rock star in England and Europe and stuff. We did this whole interview, how we met in high school, and then I made all the stuff for him. And I interviewed him with my brand new Canon. And I on a, on a whim, I said to Aaron, in case, because this was a new camera, I said, if I'm doing something wrong on the new camera, here, just film it with this. And I handed him the, the, the little Mark, uh, you know, the Mark 7. He filmed the whole thing from the Mark 7, and I had it on the tripod, my other Canon. 
shot the whole interview. There wasn't one lick of audio on my brand new Canon. And it was an interview. It wasn't like a video thing where I could just put music over it. And then I panicked and I'm like, oh, I had a GoPro rolling just for audio and I had Aaron's camera. So Aaron's camera had the good audio. And so I was able to dub the almost the entire interview except for like the last three minutes where the, both cameras were because it was like a 30 minute interview and uh, the cameras had died and Aaron had to leave. But I had somewhat of a backup and I figured all oh, the audio is going to be beautiful, new camera, new microphone. I was like, well, you know what? I just don't trust it because this is really the first time I'm using it. And I didn't have the, the jack was not like I should have plugged it in and twisted it. So the contact, that's what it was. I plugged it in and I was seated, but it was since everything was brand new, I didn't like give it a twist. So the contact there was to be clear, there was audio, but it was crunching the entire time mm-hmm. because the contact wasn't wasn't good. So it was just a <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. Well, we did have a, a GoPro running underneath the car for part of it. So we got a little piece of that, but the talking stuff that we had done and, you know, and we've lost audio on things before where like, I've forgotten to turn a mic on or the battery died. And, you know, that happens on occasion, but to completely lose the foot, the base original yeah, footage. It's so heartbreaking. It's it's frustrating. And we, we still haven't rendered the video yet. We fixed that. We reshot that. We got that into the edit. The edit's almost finished. We're doing like, color correction and stuff come in yesterday in our server where we keep all of our footage that is a raid setup so it's backed up within itself it just went offline and so like i logged into it and we had a drive bad i'm like okay cool you, it, the cool thing about those is you can pull a drive out and stick a new drive in so i pulled a new drive out or old drive out put a new one in and then it was like gone gone mm. all of our footage everything all of our backups, all of our graphics, all of our everything that's not on Google Drive was gone. And I just about lost my mind. Did <laughs> uh, you get it back? You got it back. Well, kind of. So through going back and forth, I realized that we had had a drive go bad a few days before, and I swapped it, and which is weird because that doesn't really happen very often, and we had it happen twice within a short amount of time. So anyway, when I put the first one in, I put the drive in, but I didn't tell it to start copying to that drive. I just put a new drive in. I thought I had. Somehow I didn't. So when the second one went bad, I swapped it. And when it's, it can lose a single drive and still be okay. But at that point, it had actually lost two drives, and I didn't realize it. So when I tried to view all the files, it didn't know where anything was. And it just freaked out. So my fix was like, okay, well, I'm going to pull the new ones both out, put the old ones back in. Try to fix them one at a time, and that is currently kind of working. <laughs> oh, you're making so me all I still, nervous. And I still have two bad drives, but yesterday was a really frustrating day because we can't render that video for the car, even though we've reshot the footage, <laughs> but all that stuff is on this drive that we lost, and we can't go back to our SD cards from the original footage like we normally would because we lost it all on that card that died. It's like... It's really, really frustrating. So, have you ever seen you know, The Conjuring? No. I'm, I'm just maybe. I'm just gonna throw this out there. You don't. Maybe the car is possessed. <laughs> <laughs> the car or the card? Uh, the, yes. <laughs> the car. So, yeah that that's been an irritating thing. And on top Do you of that, know we've if- had. Do you know if anybody was murdered in that car? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm brother. not aware. But but so we've had we've had two 3D printers cause problems in the last couple of days that have ruined prints. Um, luckily, I haven't been using any real power tools, so nothing Man. has gone wrong there. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's just been a strange like. I know it's not related. It's just a bunch of random stuff that happens, and it, it. But it is frustrating when you're like, I just want to get this one video done. We're trying to stack up, you know, a few weeks of work, and we have. I'm working on three distinct things at the same time, and that's already enough mentally. We're rebuilding our project management software that we use internally. Josh has been rebuilding that in a different place, so that's all new, and so between having three projects in my head and trying to think about and learn this new project thing and then having two separate digital things die it's been feels like everything's kind of up in the air you know mm. but what happens if you can't get that rate system back like what have you lost <laughs> i mean ultimately we we won't have lost that much uh because we do keep all of the original footage on the sd cards we have a wall where we have these little holders for all the cards so we won't have lost any actual footage that hasn't been put on the internet yet. We can pull all that back down. We we have our backups of all of our previous, like every video I've ever shot. Um, and what we'll do is we'll get to a year. So like recently we just copied off everything on 2020 and put it on another hard drive and then put that in a fire safe. Right. So yeah. that's pulled off. So yeah. basically if we lost everything today, we would lose the videos for this year so far all of their raw footage we would lose stuff that hasn't been completed yet and that's all you know we could get it back it, it would just be it's all, it's on the chips it's not totally all the the origin files you still have yeah i mean i guess the videos that we've put out this year that are completed we would lose everything on those because those that those are only in one place, but but technically speaking, I mean, you would just lose the high res versions. You can go back and pull them off the, the internet if you yeah, needed to. Yeah, we could to. pull the edited ones if we needed to. Now we also have Forby is in Savannah, and so we have another one of these same machines in his office down there, and so they sync files, but they can't sync everything. So they sync a very specific backup section. So some of that stuff might be there as well. I'm just trying to save it before I have to go through the hassle of that. It's weird, man. Like uh, trying to be careful about keeping things. I know a lot of people don't keep any previous footage and stuff, but I, I keep to. everything. I mean, I know this is a, a curious thing. We get a lot of people asking us, "How do you handle?" You know, you, Bob, you do it. In my opinion, complicated. But you guys have that. You guys know that workflow. I don't know that workflow, so yeah. it's complicated to me only because I don't know it. I don't mean complicated, and you know you've chosen a bad way it's just complicated because i'm i'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff i keep it simple i keep it on the chip as long as possible once it's published then i'm able to delete the footage off the chip if i need room or i'll format that chip if it's the whole project or projects that are already published but between all my cameras the last three or four projects that are either in process or not published are on all the various cameras that I use. So if I ever had a problem, I can go back. I don't literally take the chip out and retire it. I just keep it, you know, I don't yeah. format it. And then as I fill up two terabyte drives, I just replace some new ones, the little orange ones from Lassie. And so far, I haven't lost any of those. Western Digital, which I don't even know if that's in business anymore, when I first started doing this, yeah. about yeah. 
every once a year I'd lose a Western Digital completely. It would just crap out on me. So then I jumped to Lassie's, so the little ones with the little orange mumper. I used those. And then I was using 4Ts and then going through them. But I'm afraid the 4Ts has so much on it that if just that went, I would lose like a year's worth of footage as opposed to like maybe, you know, four or five months worth of projects. So that's why I just do the 2Ts now. They're smaller, but it, it encapsulates a shorter period of time, which for me feels a little bit safer. So once it's filling up, I just put it on the shelf. I'll, I'll transition from one drive to another where there's moments in time like now where I have two drives. One of them has half-finished projects on it. It might have like vlog footage on it. And then the new one is where I start building new projects. So until I use all the unused footage on the old drive, I don't add anything to it. I just have it available and I use iMovie. And so I bring everything in that I need off that drive. And once I publish that video, whatever that last bits of footage is, then I just magic marker right on it, the dates, and stick it on the wall. And then, then that's how I transition from drive to drive to drive. And I have yeah. about... 15 drives over the last 10 years. Dave's holding up a bunch. Yeah, these are all my... I have the, the Samsung. Uh, they're, these are just one T, so I only get like five, six projects on each one. But it's just... Yeah. Each one is just like a month and a half or two months worth of time. So one goes down. I don't, I don't lose a bunch. And I save all my footage. So whatever goes into those files, I just keep on that, that drive and then just retire it and move on to the next one. And, you know, I, if someone like Casey Neistat, I'm sure, Bob, you could do this as well. You can go back and grab something fairly easily. You see Casey brings up yeah. video from when he was like eight years old. Like I have all that stuff. I have no idea how to access it quickly. You know, if somebody was to do a documentary on my life, it would take them two years to find all that stuff. I have it all in boxes. I have footage from when I first got my first video camera in, in 85. But... I, I vaguely know where it is in my shop, but for me to get it, digitize it, you know, and then even going back eight, seven, eight years, I have a bag of the first couple of drives I used to use. I don't have the plug for them anymore, you know. I have it, but it's not easy to access. But I always figured yeah. as long as I don't throw out that drive, I might have a fighting chance of getting that footage back. Yeah, I mean, if you, it would depend on like how much you actually needed that clip. Exactly. Like, exactly. If, it's, if it's worth getting to or not. But. Yeah. I always think if I ever needed any of those kind of historical clips of my life, you know, in my personal context, I could always go back and pull them off of, you know, the I Make videos or, mm -hmm. or, or, or my own personal catalog of videos that are online. Obviously, we'd lose yeah. the high res quality, but sometimes it doesn't matter. When you're going back so, in time, it's kind of, it almost seems like a dream now when you see like, you know, overly compressed footage. It's like it's like our version yeah. of like seeing like the liquidy dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So one of the things that we're gonna do going forward to try to, I mean, I think our system in general is pretty, it's pretty good on keeping a backup. Like there are points of failure that we can come back from. But another thing we're gonna try to do in the future is our camera. We shoot on a, a Panasonic S1. And it has two card slots, but only one of them an S is an SD. The other one is an XQD. You ever heard of an XQ or QXD? No, never did. I don't know. It's some format I've never even heard of. It's like a compact flash replacement. And I've always ignored it because like, I don't have anything else that has that type of card on it. So just I'm not going to buy a card just for the single thing. I did. <laughs> we decided that you can have... You can have the camera record on both cards at the same time. So what we're going to do, we got two of these QXD or XQD or whatever it is. And we're just going to have a rolling backup 
on that card. So there's gonna be one in the camera all the time, just always recording whatever else is being recorded. And when it's full, we're gonna swap cards. And then we're gonna have that one that gets swapped, that pulled out, is just an archive until the next one's full and then one's gonna get wiped, they're gonna get swapped. So we'll have a rolling, you know, probably sense. two months or a month of backup. That way, we'll at least have a backup before we get it on the computer. Once we get it on the computer, we're pretty good, but I'm also looking at what are some other server backup options so that I don't... I think I think the thing where I have two bad drives is really out of the ordinary. So I don't expect that to happen again, but it happened once. So I'm trying to figure out ways to kind of mitigate that in the, in the future. Because, you know, like, I feel like if it were just me... It would be a lot easier to be like, well, this is good enough. Like, if I lose footage, it's not it's not the end of the world. And it's really not the end of the world. But because there are other people working here and we're talking about doing different things in the future and kind of restructuring our, you know, making sure everybody knows where everything is and has access to the right things. Once you start adding people and you want them all to have equal access and you don't want to, like, micromanage the... IT of the place, you have to start building it out a little bit. You have to put in permissions and you have to like create groups and all this type of stuff. And like I, I can't I can't go that route without also having the data end of it kind of yeah gr- a little more grown up, you know. And so it's weird. We were talking about it the other day that like we're we're not at a point where I need to hire an IT person, but I don't want to do that work. It has to be done. But at this point, if we add another computer to our place, like it's it's a chore to decide, well, okay, well, whose account is going to get logged onto that computer and which which version of Final Cut that I purchased through which Apple account is going to be on that computer because we've already used the two installs on these, com- you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. that type of stuff. And it's not a big deal one at a time but then when have, you look out in the future and like hey, you can't do that forever you I have if that with you my add, adobe account i never know like which account i should sign into if i have a new computer right <laughs> because i have two adobe accounts and i don't know i don't even know what the passwords are i'm like oh my god <laughs> i haven't written on something but if you know like we're looking at probably bringing on more people in the future for different things and so i'm trying to not put off that like it setup and that stuff i'm trying to think about it now and then also in regards to like just the video footage backups and all that stuff. I don't know. It's weird to think about. It's 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 more grown up. That's kind of the only thing I can think about. <laughs> How to say it is that yeah. it feels a little more, you know, mature than just like I'm a YouTuber. I'm just going to go make some cool videos about stuff that I like and put it on the internet. Like no data management and you know cloud backups or <laughs> thing and whatever. So. I have to imagine. As a as a business grows, things have to be set in place. So if one person is pulled out of that system for whatever reason, the the whole machine can still still operate. So yeah. if you had to leave yeah. for sixty days, you know things have to be in place where everything can can still still run. So uh, I yeah as a as a one man business everything is very simple and just on piles of drives that are in front of my face here <laughs> yeah that's how I do it you know it got scary the other day we were shooting there's a section of the show where we shoot interviews and um 
I'm close up, but they shoot one side of the interview. It's a Zoom interview. And my close-up camera, they shot me, this was a week ago, they shot me for several hours doing interviews. And my close-up camera, when at the end of the day, everybody was like, and I noticed nobody was wrapping up. I'm like, what's up? They're like, the uh, the the compact flash drive is repairing files. I'm like, what does oh. that mean? <laughs> it's like there was like the battery on the back of the camera was loose. Apparently, it wasn't like locked in, and it bumped, and so the whole camera shut off and turned back on in the middle of rolling. And then the cameraman was like, okay, it seems good. You know, there was a minute there where they were talking to each other. I'm like, he's like, oh, my camera just shut off, but it was because the battery wasn't clicked in. Then they shot for like another hour, and then. At the end of that hour, I noticed they were all kind of like talking to each other and coming back. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, yeah, we might have lost all that. We're waiting. Mm. The, the compact flash is saying repairing file. And we were all like getting ready to like have to do it all again. But it wouldn't have been easy because these people are on Zoom and we have to get them back in. And they shoot, they, there's a lot of redundancy when we're building. There's literally five cameras shooting and sometimes GoPros doing wides and stuff. So there's always redundancy with that. But with these interviews, with my close-up was the one thing that they got real nervous about. Turns out it was able to repair. But, you know, it happens. It happens on big productions. When you get that file repairing, which I've never seen on any camera except for GoPros, which is why I hate using GoPros. You guys ever see that file repair yeah. show up? And that is... That's like when you feel your stomach drop when yeah. it says file repairing. Because then you're just at the whim of whatever the camera feels like doing well and like a case like that it's good that the camera it has a, an ability to fix itself within the thing sometimes <laughs> um but also I, I didn't mention this before in the case of our card that got corrupted we went the route of trying to you know you can like send off your cards or buy software to try to like get the footage off of a drive that's messed up or files off of a drive and so we tried to read that card on Mac, Windows, Linux, because sometimes they they are readable on a different system and not on the one that they were they're used to using. Couldn't read it there. We got some software, paid ninety nine bucks for this piece of software that would, you know, I don't know how it's supposed to work, but it's supposed to be able to find files and reorient them and everything. And so we found all these files. But then when you tried to play the video back, it was just like black with noise. Mm-hmm. And so just in case anybody's screaming at their radio saying, you know, <laughs> like, well, why didn't you try to recover the file? We did and spent money and it didn't work either. So so if it can happen in camera, that's good because at least the camera knows what it's supposed to have, the file types and, you know, the, the codecs for the video and the audio and stuff like that. At least it should be able to repair it. So... Hopefully in the future that will work better. But um, we are getting close to where we have to wrap this episode up because Jimmy's got to go be on TV in Mm -hmm. just a little bit. And we need to do an after show for uh, (laughs) the Patreon supporters who are awesome. So we're going to go do that in just a minute. But I want to say a big thanks to everybody on Patreon that supports the show that helps us out. We Sorry. What was Hello. That? that was me. That was me. I just I hit play on something. My recommended anyway. video. <clears throat> oh yeah, I forgot we do that. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> um, big thanks to Own Leather Goods, Corey from Makeshape Create, Rich at Lowen Designs, Blondie Hacks, Funkus Artistic Creations. You can make this too. Chad from Minecrafting, Works by Solo, Albert's Woodworks, 
and Corey Ward. But there's a bunch of other people, like, for instance, Adam's Lab, that help us out at other levels, and we are grateful for all of them. They all get the after show, which is another little feed. And, oh, I meant to say this. Last week, for some reason, this show didn't go out on iTunes, but the after show did. And I don't know what happened. I just went back and saved it again, and then it showed up. So the delay was just some weird another thing that broke this week. You know, what, what can you do? Um, anyway, so I, I'm not sure why that happened. Hopefully this week will be good. Mm-hmm. But uh, the after show is a separate feed mm-hmm. that patrons get. And it's another little show, 10, 15 minutes, where we talk about secret stuff and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. Jimmy has pants on. So, mm-hmm. do you have anything to recommend, Jimmy? I saw a, a great movie, which was out published a couple months ago. I don't know why I missed it. Um, the most important screw, the most important screws ever made by Machine Thinking. You guys follow Machine Thinking? I actually. This guy makes such good videos. I actually saw he he started a Patreon. I think it was at the end of this video. I went and I joined his Patreon because he's such an important YouTuber. Uh, the Machine Thinking is the channel, and he's got uh, two hundred and forty thousand subscribers. And he did a thing called the most important screws ever made, and he's talking about screws that uh, created the printing press and how the. The screw that by Gutenberg, who created the printing press, basically created a version of TikTok in, you know, the 1500s, and the fact that scribes didn't have to literally hand copy books anymore, and how there was various versions of printing. You know, there was lithographing, and people would literally just rub the back of paper with a bone file to make a print, but this was a way that you could make hundreds of prints in a day, and that's how books started, and because of books getting into the hands of the non-rich people and that's how thinking began and that's how you know so it's just about how moments in time where the world becomes a completely different place because something is made accessible it took 90 they said it took 99 percent of the cost out of making books when he invented the screw hand press so yeah machine thinking and just all of his videos are, are that impactful so check it out cool um, mine is, I don't know if Bob, if you've recommended Uncle Jesse before, but, uh, my, this week's pick, pick is Uncle Jesse. He does, all his videos are resin 3D printing. I finally got my machine up and running, guys. The, the, the one you made me buy on Amazon a few months ago. <laughs> made you buy. <laughs> um, what a difference it what did uh, i don't know what the other type of 3d printing is called where you melt the plastic and it squirts it out fdm fdm i've had three of those printers all three of them have given me issues heartaches it's yeah it's just i've said for a long time like i don't think 3d printers are going to be a common household item until we get all these issues figured out because my grandma is not going to be able to buy a, a part for her dishwasher and print it out on her 3D printer because there's always too many physical issues of the filament getting so jammed. Many. It's the resin printing is so much easier. My, like just a night and day difference of how much easier it is. It, it just, yeah. it just works. I had one issue on my first print because of a user error. I didn't have something uh, tightened down. Right. Grandma. 
and then everything <laughs> yeah grandma, that's what grandma would do and then everything since then has come out absolutely perfect there's a lot of post cleanup that you have to do and i'm totally fine with that because all my prints come out great every time yeah the prints look beautiful off the resin printer yeah so uh, you know to temper expectations you will run into issues <laughs> you, okay. you will it's it's not going to be you know smooth sailing forever with no problems there are still maintenance issues there are still bed leveling and you know old resin versus new resin there's it stuff is, like that but i agree it is magical like, though it is magic it is yeah and and the thing that you get out of it is the final piece is pretty amazing um we were doing a hangout last night with our maker alliance people the people that support i like to make stuff and uh zach one of the guys hey zach was saying that he got that per- i think it was the same one you got i don't know it was the mars the Elegu Mars and the cleaning station on Amazon for three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. The two things together, like <laughs> that's crazy. Because I think when we talked about it, just the printer was three hundred or two hundred. Mm-hmm. Sounds about exactly sounds right. Was, but two hundred, I think, for the printer somewhere around. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but three hundred bucks to have like a full setup to do resin yeah. printing, and it's good. It's not like just you know. It doesn't say it'll do it, but won't actually do it. Like those are good machines. It's and you don't even have to have the cleaning station. The, the, the cleaning no. machine no. makes it easier for sure but yeah yeah um it's it's worth the extra hundred bucks yeah i will say that <laughs> so the 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 machines that jimmy and i bought is the mars the elegoo mars 2 pro and it's been yeah. fantastic so yeah uncle jesse has a ton of great awesome 3d resin printing videos they're just um he puts out a lot of videos too and mm-hmm. he just helped me understand what's going on with these machines so check it out and he was in that band the jesse and the rippers <laughs> just kidding it's not the same uncle jesse and he was uh, also on that tv show <laughs> the dukes of hazard <laughs> oh yeah that's another uncle jesse yeah totally forgot about that um i wonder if he's ever done a video where he's dressed up like one of those <laughs> uncle jesse's because that'd be awesome or both of them throughout the video. <laughs> even better anyway thank you for listening everybody and uh, we're gonna go do the after show. We'll we'll catch you next time. Bye, oh wait, I didn't I didn't recommend mine. What's your pick? What's your pick? pick well, mine's pick, pick. it's not creative. It's another person that I've recommended a thousand times, Alex Steele. Oh, yeah. but this video was really funny. He did one where it was called "Me versus a Beginner" or something like that, and he has this wheel of pain or wheel of discomfort or something like that. I don't remember what he calls it, but it's a little spinning like pinwheel thing, and it has a bunch of things on it that make forging more difficult and so basically him and his uh, Jamie the guy that shoots video for him Jamie is not a blacksmith but he blacksmithed a, a leaf and then Alec had to make a bunch of leaves to try to compete with the one that he made but every one he had to spin this wheel and then do the thing that it said so like one time he had to he duct taped one of his legs up like to his uh, the top of his leg so he was forging on one leg one time he did it with these glasses that they're like mirrored glasses so when you look forward you're actually looking 90 degrees down so his head was like pushed back the whole time stuff like that and there was i don't know five or six different variations he he had to forge one on the side of the anvil instead of on the top which looked like it was surprisingly difficult but anyway it was very funny and it was really enjoyable so his videos are great anyway but it's a good one so that's my recommendation 
Now we're done. Mm. Now we're going to the after show. Thanks for listening. See you later. Later. Love you.